What's up you guys, this is Jake, Benny's boyfriend, you know the one that you always hear about with all the shameless Jake plugs. Make sure to check out the TV Gate podcast posted every Tuesday by yours truly, the Gilmore Gay himself, Benny Higgins, and his lovely sister Suzanne. Subscribe to their channel and you will not be disappointed. That was good. That was good. It's like TV Guide, but right. it's Gade, because I'm gay talking about TV. But I'm not gay. No, but they know me from being the Gilmore gay. And but they I know me from being my sister. Nothing. Good, 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 good morning, listeners, and welcome to the TV Game Podcast, the podcast where we talk about TV shows that all of us are watching, both new and old, scripted and unscripted, guilty and not guilty. I am Benny Higgins, also known as Gilmore Gay from TikTok. Go and follow me there. It is G-I-L-M-O-R-E-G-A-Y, all one word, no spaces. And I am Suzanne Hanch. You know me from this right here. I get it. You're mocking me, but it's been a stressful day. I had to like put on the hat. Listeners, we, I believe, have a good episode for you today. (laughs) Half of it I know is good because it's already been done. But I won't lie to you. We don't know what the other half is going to be because we're going to do it right after this. So we're getting ready. We're going to go into it now. Yeah. Right now. So, I mean, I'm excited about it. We are bringing back Bridgerton. So those Bridgerton fans, congratulations. Bridgerton's back, and boy, if I don't want to talk about the second episode, my goodness gracious, it should be called Twice We See the Duke Shirtless Fighting, and it didn't add anything to the plot, <laughs> yet I still gave it a round of applause. Uh, spoiler alert <laughs> for the rest of this episode, um, and so if you haven't watched it, and I am going to say this with Bridgerton, guys. Please don't listen to us before you watch Bridgerton. It's good. Like, like oh, I think actually, I think it's actually, please listen to us before you watch Bridgerton. It's good. Don't listen to the reviews because we are shining. Are the reviews at, bad for this? Some of the reviews are kind of putrid. And I'm like, I think okay. you guys are, well, it, it's BuzzFeed bullshit. I'm over it. Uh, oh, there oh it we got our E. We got our quickly and they're like, can you please start your podcast already? We are. Okay. So like I said, spoiler alert. Um, if you haven't watched it, I personally recommend to pause us and then go watch it. Uh, Benny is apparently different and he thinks that you should listen to us first. So I don't know. Anywho. I think we are quality content, my sister. Like, uh, I'm not saying we're not quality content. I'm just saying, you know, watch the show. It's a good show. I mean, that I like is the show. fair. I mean, that's completely fair. And guys, I'm sure that you have noticed that all of our special guests are friends from TikTok. And I bet you're saying to yourself, um, can I do it? You cannot. No, I'm just kidding. You can. What? I'm missing a part. I don't. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I can't. It's not here. Oh, OK. So I guess I'll do it. All right, guys. 
So today we are uh, talking to our good friend, Kaylin. She is an actual reporter in Miami Beach, Florida, or maybe not Miami Beach, but she is in Miami. Welcome to Miami. Amy. Anyway. Oh, no, no. We can't pay for that song. We what? Cannot, I said we can't pay for that song, so let's not sing too much of it. It, um, was, it was a neighbor across the street. Hush. Hush. There you go. But we are going to be talking about whether or not we feel that Rory uh, was a good reporter. And more than that, we're going to dive deep, guys, deep into Mitchum and his shenanigans. I'm going to tell you right now, it gets ugly. It gets. And it's fun. It gets ugly. Because I was being a butt faith miscreant that I will own up to. And I actually am not apologizing. I'm just saying I was and I stand by it. Fair enough. You guys are freaking, to... She's 20 years old. She's okay. 20 years old. Okay, save it for the rant I'm at the still, end. <laughs> I'm still not with it. Y'all were like, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm, yeah. and I was like, okay, cool. I'm an island. I'm an okay, island. Again, again. Whatever. Save it I'm for the sure the you have noticed <laughs> that all of our special guests are friends from TikTok. And I bet you're saying to yourself, I would like to do that. Can I? Can I do that? You can, my friend. How about you stick around to the end of the episode and we'll let you know how you can apply to be a guest on the TV Gade podcast. Heck yeah. Heck yes. Would you um, like- And mm-hmm. uh, make sure that you subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to your podcasts, if you haven't already. And you know what? I believe that you guys- Whoever's listening to us right now, I think you're responsible. If you've listened to us before, you're all about it and you've already subscribed. So this isn't to you guys. You guys are doing great. This isn't to the lovely, lovely girl who sent us fan art. You're doing fantastic. Those seven people that have left us reviews, you are knocking it out of the park. Everybody else, get your poop together, review, <laughs> and send us, you know what? You you write a song for one of our seg- segments, okay, guys? Thank you. You're being so demanding. Uh, I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, I do want to say something. I have to admit it. Yesterday, because you know, I'm like I'm watching it one episode at a every yeah. three weeks. Um, <laughs> just just be truthful. Uh, and I was. I was like sitting on a seat and Jake, my boyfriend. Um, Shameless Jake plug. You were late. It's okay. Anyway, he was I like, wasn't late. I'm just kidding. He was like shaving. And I was like, you know what? I will like watch some Bridgerton and like whatever. And I don't know. I was starting the episode and I was like, I'm not in the mood, but then I like kind of forgot that Bridgerton is not a dark show. So these first few minutes, I was like, why? Dude, I I told you that leading up to guys, I, I look, sometimes you just get to see behind the curtain and here's a behind the curtain thing. Our interview with Kai was so awesome that we wanted to like keep all of it on, but yep. also 
I apparently couldn't make it past the first scene of Bridgerton, even though I've already seen it. Like it just hurt my heart so much. And all I could think was like, I, ow, like it just, it made me so, 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 so sad. Yeah. And I, I watched this and I was like, what's, what's going on? Then I realized what was going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which the people that are listening are like, what's going on? I mean, what's going on is that Simon is being brought into the world by his mother. But it's for me, I didn't know it was a flashback. The Earth. I didn't oh. know it was a flashback. And the reason why I didn't know it was a flashback is because the episode opened this way. So I was like, for a second, I was like, is Marina having her baby? Because all I saw was just somebody having a baby. I didn't see who it was, but I knew that oh, she. Wow. And so I was like, are we jumping forward like too much? what's going on interesting thought yeah and then it happened and I was like well that's not Marina but who is this woman and then she died and I was like why am I watching this and then I was like and the way I knew was because suddenly the they did the little women thing they did the little women thing where it's like darker it's still Mm -hmm. color it's darker in the past more vibrant in the future and I was like Simon got up and I was like, oh my God. And, and now what? what? That moment isn't even the saddest moment of his flashbacks. Let me tell you, I can't wait. I, I mean, I can't wait. Cause I watched sad. that. Cause I watched that one and I was like, I mean, yeah, that's sad. And, and I don't wish that upon anybody. And that's, oof. but that's not even where I stopped watching. In the first five minutes? Are you talking about when his father was just like being the absolute worst human on the planet, possibly? I may have made it past five minutes. I think I made it to like 10 minutes because I I will tell you the last thing I wrote down was no girls know how... Oh, wait, 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 no. Sorry, hold on. Oh. The last thing I wrote was Lord Burbrook may not respect a woman's choice, but he must certainly, but he most certainly will that of a man. Oh, I had to talk to you about this. That's the last thing I wrote. Okay. I have to tell you before I stop. I have to tell you my journey about Nigel. Okay. Okay. I went poor Nigel. And then I went, no, 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 no. I'm not done with my journey. And then I went, oh, wait, because I haven't watched it in three weeks and I have Mm -hmm. a life and sometimes I forget about what I watched. That's why binging is good for me. So I remember things. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wait, he, she had to like punch him and like stuff, like get him. And I was like, not poor Nigel. And then later on through it, I was like, poor Nigel. I don't know why. And then he was being punched and I was like, no, yeah, 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 you should be punched. Yeah. And then like, I kept seeing him like three more times and I just kept going back and forth. Um, I want the listeners to know that I do not like Nigel, but for some reason I felt the need to look deep inside this character. Oh. Because I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it once and then let it go. If the design of Nigel was for him to have been attractive, I don't think that we, I don't think that we would have as an audience been like, yeah, get away from her. But because he is not attractive, we instantly get annoyed by him. Hard to disagree. 
you can hard disagree. You can. Yeah. You're wrong. I will. No, I'm just kidding. I will. I will offer up to you the uh, example of the movie Frozen. You can go. You will not mention Frozen on our. No, I'm kidding, y'all. I fucking love Frozen. <laughs> Let it fucking go. All right. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I want to get all of our. I told you today has been one of those. Three. Today has been one of those days where I'm like, Mama, you better strap in your seat because you're going to hear many. Literally. Literally, we're not calling our fans mama. We're speaking to our actual, our actual mother that called us and was like, y'all, your podcast is amazing. And I was like, mom, thanks. Because I remember when we first released it, you were like, y'all talk way too much, way too no, much. I'm just, mama, I'm kidding. She... mama, I'm kidding. Mama, I'm kidding. Love you. <laughs> Seems as if she's like just right next I've to only you. had water today, but I'm lit. Yeah, Keep well, going. I can't say that. Um, I know you can't. So... Hey! Hey day drinking on a Saturday. Okay. Do so, not drink if you were 20, if you were under 21. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, there okay. might be 10 year olds that listen and they're like, Benny and Suzanne drink. I'm going to pop open a truly. <laughs> Please continue. It's been a day. Frozen. <laughs> Let it go. Oh, okay. crap. Okay, you remember the awesome song between uh, Princess Anna and uh, the guy who ends up being the villain? The door that is love that is open? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Or it could be, you know. No, no, no. no, Makes sense. Okay. He is an attractive cartoon. Would you disagree? Oh, he's a very attractive cartoon. Okay. And then my brain went away, but we stop liking him when he does something bad, right? Yes. Okay. So. But there was never once that you saw Nigel and went, hmm. Hi, Truman. I'll give him a chance. <laughs> Whereas me and brother Bridgerton, <laughs> brother Bridgerton, me and I'm sorry, Richard. my little son just came toddling in. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I love your life. <laughs> sorry. All I'm saying is, Brother Bridgerton is a looker, okay? Yeah, but I didn't like Brother Bridgerton in the beginning. Well, then I'm a terrible human. Continue. I mean, I didn't remember. I have so many. In fact, I have an exact part of, of my notes. No, no, Truman. So before we keep continuing, because there's so much, go ahead and just give the listeners like a fun little like uh, Reader's Digest recap. Because you did okay. it so well. You did it so well, well. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to be as good. All right, and here three, we go. Two, so one. we open with the Duke being born his daddy who looks like tracy morgan is a big old jerk face mcgee you're not wrong about tracy um we go back and forth between him being a jerk face mcgee to a small child in the present we notice things like apparently women don't know how babies come about uh we see that stupid ugly we don't like him lord burbrook has been promised apparently to daphne gross uh, it's gross. gross 
we go back and forth in that whole situation. The queen decides that she wants to get involved. She gets involved, and it's a very, very, very good thing. She gets involved with snuff. Continue. We say, <laughs> we say peace out, Lord Burbrook, and we see that maybe there's something a little more happening under the surface of the Daphne Simon situation. And uh, do you know why we said goodbye to Mr. Nigel? It's because Lady Bridgerton's a badass. Violet Dude. is the best character in the whole freaking show. Right now, no doubt, my top five, okay? And I'm going to go one to five. Number one, Lady Bridgerton. Uh, Number two, Lady Danbury. Oh, uh, Lady Danbury. Uh, Lady Danbury's red top hat. <laughs> Number three. Sorry. Lady Danbury's red top hat. No, no, continue. Um, I Sorry. I have to tell you. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, Number three, I'm going to have to go Simon. I love the Duke of Hastings. Well, yeah. I love him. Uh, Number four, Penelope all day. And number five, Eloise. You know what's funny about Penelope? I'm not a Penelope fan yet because I haven't really gotten that much of her. So I don't understand. But the thing is, I can tell that this actress is not one of those, like we put her in a couple of scenes. Like I can tell that she's a No, thing. she's done. She's done plenty. I mean, she kind of led the charge in the women apparently don't know how babies come. <laughs> I'm very surprised you didn't have Marina in there. I don't like Marina. Well, she don't like you. Okay. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they given. I don't think they give enough time to Marina. Well, that is true. But I will say, I was really scene, upset about that. Actually, the scenes that she's in, she commands, and then she goes away. She does a beautiful. No, she does a beautiful job in the scenes. The scenes that she in, she is in. But the way of, uh, in my opinion, the way the direction or the writing or whatever you want to call it, there are moments when she comes in and you go, oh, right. She's a big part of the story too. Yes. And I don't like that. That, no. makes, that makes me upset. And that's not Marina's fault by any means, but it makes me not as invested in her. Marina's, God. Marina's like that, that like burrito that you get, but you've been eating chips and salsa and cheese dip the entire time. And you're like, I love this restaurant. And then you're like, oh, wait, I ordered food. I, ordered food. I oh, forgot, but I don't want it now. <laughs> but like, it looks better than this food over here. But I, I guess I'll save it. My analogy left. It left. It went away. It was like, peace out. Okay. So. All right. So I wrote some things down. I'm ready. All right. Because I wrote things down as well. Let's go. Okay. So you just stop me when you when I get if I get somewhere. Okay. Here are we you go. are you deciding the structure of this? You're like this is my ship now. So yeah. I'm the I captain be- now. Okay. Look at me. No. No. Anyway. Okay. I began by writing birth of the Duke. His father looks like Tracy Morgan. Yes. I thought were there other babies? Because they talk about like, oh, you finally got a son. Does he have sisters that we don't know about? Okay. I, or, did, know, or did babies go bye-bye? I didn't pick that up. Uh, there are a couple of times I had to rewind because I was like, I think I missed something. Uh, I said, and then I said in a very callous way, the Duke's mom is dead. 
Because <laughs> I was just writing things down. The Duke's mom said, is dead. Then I said, waiting with bated breath for Lady Whistledown's latest issue. <laughs> Didn't it seem like everybody was like, oh, yeah. Well, here was, I think that's what it was for me. It, the episode didn't start with that, right? No. Maybe that no. was why I was kind of like, I'm not in the mood for this because- No, the episode started with the birth of the Duke. No, I know. I felt like I was Period. watching an episode of like Outlander or something. Like Right. Um, then I said ugly suitors because yes. there were a lot of ugly suitors for some reason. And then I said attending university and I don't know why. <laughs> Okay. Was Eloise, maybe Eloise was saying she wanted to attend university? Maybe. And that then everybody like laughed about Eloise-y it. That sounds thing. And that was at the same time that I realized that nobody knows how babies, how babies come. I, I, yeah, so I, I will say. Literally no one. Literally no one <laughs> knows how babies. It's spring awakening all over again. It like, really is. It really like, is. I watched it and I was like, someone sing Mama Who Bore Me. Someone <laughs> do it. But do it with a British accent. Uh, before you get to that, I want to point out, um, there were many lines in the show that struck out to me that I had to write them down. Oh, I wrote one a couple of, down too. One of them was a line that I paused. I went, <sighs> I took a breath and had my mouth open again. Wait, and was like, can I guess it? And when he said it, I was oh, like, "Oh no, it's a it's a he." Never mind. I've got one that a she wrote that I I I imagined you sitting on the other side of the screen going, "Oh, believe me, I'm." I, Please explain what I just did for the so listeners. So Suzanne snapped and danced <laughs> like Abigail Breslin and signs. Okay, no, she does like a thrusting thing. No, I just they're doing this on TV like. <laughs> oh, I love that moment. Um, anyway, she's talking about courting and she's like, hey, basically, like, you need to court me in this certain way, blah, 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 blah. And he said, <gasps> he said, I wouldn't court you with flowers. If I was courting you, I would need five minutes alone with you in the drawing room. And I was like, <gasps> and I was like, Could you my, excuse me for I a forget of my name. Late. I forget <laughs> my name. Um, I like, I paused it. I rewound it to make sure that was what I heard. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, it was. Um, That's awesome. Oh, I have a theory. Go with that theory. Is the queen us? Hold on. Just understand. Is the queen the fan base? If that makes sense. I can see that because she's very ironic and comedic and like not realistic in the sense of like the right, world. Right, but it, but she, the way she's talking about things. Yep. It's almost like fans talk about TV shows. Suzanne, that's genius. Isn't that interesting? That's genius. So I thought about it and I was like, oh my goodness, is the queen us? Is the queen the audience? The queen is TikTok and Twitter. The audience. <laughs> You're like, yes, Benjamin, that's what the audience is. Uh, okay. I do want to shout out to the queen. 
what a great episode for the queen. What a great episode for actually three ladies, to be honest. And that goes- I wanna, For me, I've, I've got a gush on- on one of the ladies that you're going to mention. Uh, would you, you, sure. I'm going to guess your ladies. Your ladies are the queen, Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton. And I will tell you the order goes Danbury, yep. Bridgerton, queen. Because okay. when Danbury said you can speak. Okay, Benny. I know that you're, lost in your tears right now i wrote down i made myself frightening i sharpened my wit my wardrobe and my eye and i made myself the most terrifying creature in any room i entered this character came out of nowhere for me i was very afraid she was going to be the mother to the lead actor that's what it was going to be if I didn't love Lady Danbury before you that do. moment, boom. Also, I would like to point out when she said, when you step into the light, you will be worthy of the attention you command. Yes. And I was like, baby! Cut to them waltzing into the into the, the ball looking fire. I'm not even using words I usually use. Fire. They looked fire. Uh, I wrote and worthy he is. That's what I wrote after yeah. she said that. Now I would like to state that um, right after this we had yet uh, we had a, a a fighting scene that really did not make sense. Um, it didn't make sense. Oh, are you talking about just the random him? Uh, well, it's supposed to embody his frustration. With oh, yeah, I get that. Happening. What was weird to me was not the two scenes. It was he's fighting and then Lord Bridgerton wants to talk with him, but they decide to fight while they're, it's like he invited him over for video games and he was like, do you wanna play Halo real quick? I believe and it's like, just called machismo. Cool. Um, <laughs> it was bizarre. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. Well, I mean, when you think about it, people of that time, real or gentlemen of that time, for the most part, wanted to figure out uh, their whatevers with a duel. Yes, and, it was and a, it was a, and a duel. Contest. But a duel is a very violent thing. So, I mean, it's a gentlemanly violent thing, but it's a violent thing. So it makes sense to me that basically he's like trying to figure out the situation with violence and also with nonviolence. I guess what was weird for me was it was such a conversational conversation. Like he was just like, hey, you know, this is what you know I like it when important conversations are underlined by things like that. Um mom, please cover your ears. I love you dearly. There is a television show that I love very much uh that I cannot remember the name of right now because I suck. Um <laughs> who's in it? Uh, it has Timothy Oliphant and uh, Ian McShane, and it's like a Western, and now I can't remember the name. It's on Westworld. HBO. It was, what? no, it was like a big, big show on a HBO. It recently came out with a uh, revival. Why can't I remember the name? Oh, well, we'll get there eventually. Deadwood. But Deadwood. Yes, you did it. Deadwood. 
There are so many times that Ian McShane's- I always do it. No, I'm just kidding. You always do it. There are so many times that Ian McShane's character is being pleasured at the exact same time that he is giving a thrilling monologue that is extremely useful to further the plot. And there is just something about this action and a a very uh, jarring action Mm -hmm. happening while he is furthering the plot with his monologue. And it happens so many times. Like pretty much every time he uh, gets himself a little BJ, we find out more about the plot. I told mom to cover her ears. I just love that you said BJ. I love it. Why do you love it? (laughs) It cracks me up. So another one of my favorite lines in it Mm -hmm. is, I beg your pardon. I'm sure you do. I shan't again. (laughs) What is that? Why don't I remember that? This is between um, like Duke's father and oh, Lady yes, Danbury. Lady Danbury's li- leaving. She said, I beg your pardon. He said, I'm sure you do. And she said, I shan't again. And I was like, I, the dialogue in this episode sent me. It's good. No, it's great. It's great. My, like, my heart broke into a million little pieces when Daddy Duke said, you are my worst failure. Uh, and then I wrote Daddy Duke sucks. I said Daddy Duke's a dick. And then I also and then after that, for some reason, I also wrote Lord Burbrick sucks. I don't know why. I don't know why I was also reminded of how much I dis- despise you know, Lord Burbrook. Do you know why uh Lord Burbrook sucks or Bearbrook? Bearbrook, not Burbrook. I'm saying it wrong. Bearbrook sucks. I think it's because he may not respect a mother's choice, but he will certainly respect a man's. Yeah, he sucks. Um, and also he has all of these secrets, which thank you, Madam Queen, most amazing queen, all of the snaps. You invite Brid- Lady Bridgerton to tea. That is beautiful. And like the honor of Bridger- Lady Bridgerton's life. You invite her to tea and then you do this whole ruse to show that servants talk. Then you invite La- Lord Burbrook's mom over for tea and have her- get her servants to talk. Yep. Then you spread across the entire town the misdeeds of Lord Burbrook and then all of a sudden, bye-bye engagement. Bye. <sighs> Listen, We shall do what women do. We We shall shall talk. talk. (laughs) I was like, I'm done. Cancel the show. And she did it with this like, we will do what women do. And I was like, look, look, girl, Violet, I already loved you. Okay. But you went up. Um, also another line, I know that we're kind of skipping through guys, but like, um, she, she said to her son, he says, I am resolved to handle matters differently in the future. She says while doing a veil needlepoint, I didn't know what she was really doing. I I mean, I don't know how things work. She's doing a needlepoint. It's called needlepoint. She said, or perhaps not at all. 
I know society has dictated your present role in this family, Anthony, but with Daphne officially out, I assure you I am more than capable. And then she just made a hymn. Like, yep. Then she just needle pointed to him. She was just like, and said, and, and said, and also said something along the lines of, because I didn't write it down, but perhaps your bride yes. will want to. <laughs> perhaps she'll want one as well. And I was like, what? Because, like, listen, step to Lady Bridge. Violet is. Like, okay, so we've all heard the horrible news that we are not getting the Duke back. We're not getting Regé. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for Regé. He's not dead, but for not giving him back. And listen, I have not read the books yet. Yet, but I'm going to, because I'm loving this so far. But if the (laughs) entire series ends up being centered around Violet, I would be like, Okay, done. Sounds good to me. That's fine. That's fine with me. Look, I'll take you a step further. If the entire series just ends up being centered around the family of the Bridgertons, I'm fine. Well, I I'm fine I, because I will tell you one thing. I love this family. Oh, I adore them. I Eloise. Eloise and Benedict's conversation. Ah! Ah! <sighs> They're smoking on the swings. Y'all, I'm sorry. We're not going in chronological order. That's why we gave you the recap. Like, we're going to go through the roof. Like, when you see a movie, if you saw, like, Batman Returns back in 2000 and whatever, then you, like, weren't talking about it in chronological order. You were just like, this and this. Oh, yeah, this. And, like, so, like, don't come. Okay. Um, let me. Oh. Okay. So, another line I have to talk about from Violet. Because Violet had so many lines. This line here. When Anthony was about to, like, fight. She was over it. She was over it. She wasn't even like, no, mm-hmm. please. She was basically, it was just like, please don't fight. And she says, it is illegal and not to mention positively horrific. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't say it like, Anthony, no, please don't no. do it. She was, no, she was she's... not doing it. Like she's getting an Oscar in a week. Like, it... <laughs> you know what she is? You know what she you know what she reminds me of? What does she remind you of? Marmy. Oh yes. But not this Marmy. Susan Sarandon Marmy. Yeah. 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 I because you know, I love oh my gosh, why can't yeah. I give her name? Why can't I think of um, her name? Um, um Enlightened. Just name enlightened. things she's done. Uh Enlightened she was, and she was in- in that movie and she's the... also big little lies and sure. laura dern laura dern yeah laura dern laura dern you, she's not laura dern she is susan sarandon marmy yeah oh for sure and it's that totally like understated but like beyond strong and so witty mm. So before we go to the queen doing coke, which guys, I know it's not coke. I know it's snuff. Is it coke? No. So it's snuff. And so what snuff was. Yeah, that's is, different. Well, tobacco was was illegal in a lot of areas. So what you do is you would mm-hmm. grind up tobacco to put it in this powder like type of material, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. words I want to use. And then you would sniff it up to get that same little high that you would get from like a regular cigarette 
or that's what I thought. Yeah. But although I wondered if there was some cocaine, at least on that plate, that platter that was brought to her that she like was choosing from. Remember? Well, she even said, though, she was like, I need a fresh snuff box. Well, I know that. But when he when the gossipy servant brings her the platter, Bristly. Yes, it looks like there's also a white substance on there. Oh, that she doesn't choose. She doesn't choose it. I get that it's not historically correct, but you know what? A lot of this is not historically correct, so enough. But I just wanted it to be Coke so I could be like, the queen's doing Coke at tea. <laughs> the queen's doing Coke. What are the tea. best moments in it, though, is not the moment that you're going to be like, Oh, me too. For some reason, her dismissing Brisley and saying, you know, basically, I need him to go because he's the gossip and then in the entire, you know, country will Mm -hmm. will hear about this. Cracked me up so much that I had to write in my notes, Brisley's a gossip. Thank you for this. Um, (laughs) It was just so great. I don't know why it hit me like it did. If you guys love Bristly like I do, let us know in the comments, even though I'm pretty sure that's his only moment in the show. Uh, he had a moment a little bit later. Yeah. I thought. In in this episode? Um, I mean, when they're doing that whole like montage of uh, servants. Oh. You know. Yeah. Servants doing their thing. Um. I now would like to go on to this little section on gossip. I want to read my notes I have here. You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, Lady Bridgerton is my girl bringing Mama Nigel for tea. Obsessed with Mama Nigel. Can't explain why because she's terrible, but I'm obsessed with this actress. Like, such a great act like i i want to i gotta deep dive her because i'm pretty sure that sounded dirty um i just mean <laughs> i've gotta like i've got imdb her <laughs> she she was so grotesque oh and so grotesque i'm IDMB, I, I am i am imdbing her as so delicious yeah then of course I wrote, "We shall do what women do. We shall talk." Because, of course, that should. Because how could you not? And then I said, "Regency gossip is everything," because it truly is. I've never understood why my theater mentor Gay Hammond was into Regency era until I saw this scene, and I was like, "Oh no, no! It's delicious to see everyone gossip about something because it's very sophisticated how they're doing it. They're all dressed fabulously, and they have fabulous posture, and their yeah. hair looks great, and they're just for like a good couple minutes in their very expensive clothing." And yeah. I was all about it. I was all about it okay let's look at miss either carolyn or caroline i'm not sure which but uh carolyn quentin uh she plays lady burbrook 
or Burr Brook. Everybody seems to be in the television show, television show Doctors. I don't know what that television show is, but apparently, I think it's a I don't British. Know, I think it's a British show. Do you think it's like a British Grey's Anatomy? I do, but here's the thing: I haven't looked into it. But I'll tell you what, listeners, next week I will. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look into it as well. And then it looks like she looks like she headed up a couple of um uh like a couple of series. Um and then she also played Maria Mugan in Von Trapped, which was a 2004 uh that's hilarious. It's a four, <laughs> 2004 TV movie uh in which she plays like Maria Von Trapp. Uh, but like but the it, real one? Well, it's called, uh, it, so the thing is, her, hairdresser Maria is fixated by the sound of music. It was the film she saw the night she was jilted 18 years ago. In a bid to confront her demons, Maria decides to travel to Salzburg, but with her mother and teenage offspring in tow, she gets more than she bargained for. You know, I've only smoked a couple times in my life, but I believe that I would have made that entire plot the one time that I did. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, she looks like she has a lot, a lot of uh, credits, a lot of British credits. So definitely somebody to look out for. So again, that is Carolyn or Caroline. I'm not sure which, but Carol is C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, Quentin. Q-U-E-N-T-I-N. I have a question. What you watching this week? Shut your mouth. <laughs> what you watching this week? Um, Just kidding. No, British. Right. Sorry. Why British are lady. British women not respected in the academy? They are. Are they? Because I. I'm went, sorry. I didn't see any, or not in the Academy, the Guild. I didn't see any nominations for any of these women by the Screen Actors Guild. And Bridgerton was nominated for Ensemble. That was their way of being like, okay, here you go. And I get it that we nominated Regé, and that's great. But some of these women are doing standout performances. And yet we're giving three nominations to the crown that I have yet to watch. And I'm sure it's absolutely fabulous, but. But isn't the crown also uh, a bunch of lovely British actresses? Is it? Olivia Coleman is, here's the thing. Olivia Coleman did the favorite. What I'm talking about is in the sense of unknowns. Why on earth? Why on freaking earth? Was Ruth Gimmel not nominated for a SAG? Or if she's not nominated for an Emmy, if she and if a Doge, I always say her last and her her first and last name, I cannot say it right, so my apologies if I just botch it, but I think it's Adjo Ando who plays Lady Danbury. If Mm -hmm. these two women do not land some sort of nom, even if it's a guest, I don't care what it is. Well, did they count for the for the most recent Emmys, or are they in this next Emmys? It's in the next Emmys. I know that. Okay, but there's still time. I don't know. But see, I just, you don't. I was shocked. But and I totally hear what you're saying, but I think you should also look at like the nominees that are within those types of things. So, like, I mean, legit. The crown is just like another level, you know? 
and they are most of them are british actresses i mean helena bonham carter but uh, once again very well known kirby she's new you're just saying not well knowns yeah not well knowns and i get it there people could be like well i mean olivia coleman was not well known until she did the favorite and i'm like okay you're you're right cool Awesome. Let's have more of that. Well, there's not a lot of, but there's not a lot of crossover between British comedy and American comedy. Um, there has to be like really big things that, that happen. But like when you think about it, the only British. Okay, guys, I may be wrong, and I know that we have to say this every episode. But Benny and I don't know everything about everything. So if I say something wrong, you just let us know on the Facebook page. Okay. Yep. Don't 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 hate me. Don't. <laughs> but but I'm pretty sure that The Office is the first like British show, comedy wise, that like took off in America. I believe that's true. So coupling it, could have. Couple well, coupling it could have. They made. They made an American version of coupling. Oh, did they really? Was it during and that it time of like mid two thousands? Like these shows that I are think lasting. So, yeah, got it. It didn't do great. It didn't no. do great. Um. So, it's just I think I think the crossover is difficult because I think that a lot of American sensibilities are not are not the same. Brewster, like comedy wise. Yeah. Um, so they are fantastic and I love them and we should probably get back at least to the we get back to it. conversation Sorry. at hand. Just had to get on to it. Um, I, this episode to me was really great though because it did a really good job of going between the past and the present or past yep. and the a seamless job a seamless job but here's what was so genius about it the ending of this episode yeah was so well done because here's the thing if we only got one flashback and that was all we got and then we have simon yep. saying speak you fucking monster i would have been like Wow, that's really dramatic, and I'm not about because you know me. I don't like heavy-handed. Yeah, that's uh, I don't like it. Um, no, I, get I get that it. some people do, but I just think sometimes it's too dramatic. But wow, the payoff for this because there's not one bit of me that was like, "Oh, poor father, poor his father." Not no. one bit. But no. you know me, I get into that place where I'm like, "Oh, they're on their deathbed and they're gasping." No, fuck you. No. No, no, no. Please keep going. I just said. No, I just, I, I want to like vehemently agree with you because I know you would think vehemently disagree, but this no, is an agreement. This is an agreement. I, I thought it was beautiful. And I think that, so I personally, I think maybe, uh, you know, take a shot for how many times for every time that I say uh, that I've already watched the whole episode, the whole season. But having watched the season for the second time, um, obviously, I know that about the Duke. I know that that's why he does. He's not going to marry, or he doesn't want to marry. And, but it's such a payoff. It's such a payoff in that moment because. You know what it does? 
it almost makes you, which is insane that a television show is able to do this, but it almost makes you root for him to be able to do that. Oh yeah. Even though you love Daphne, Daphne and he together, him together. Interesting. I'm going to say this. I think that the supporting characters are so strong in this that if I did not get the Duke and Daphne storyline, because I want to just go ahead and point this out in this entire episode, not once have you and I talked about their relationship. I guess not. Not once. And I have it in my notes, but like, it's not, that's not what has me keep coming back. Like, even though, yes, the actor is beautiful and that's great. I'm not coming back just to see him shirtless. While it was not a mad thing, no one was mad. No one was mad. Both times. But I'll t- but the, the ones that are keeping me coming back are Lady Violet, Lady Dunbarry, and I'm not going to say the queen is keeping, me, is keeping me coming back. It's some great scenes with her. But the third is going to mm-hmm. go to Eloise. It's these three strong freaking characters that yeah. I would be fine if he actually, if he and her did not end up together and probably they won't because I don't think we're going to get a bark. We're not going to do a family matters thing. I would hope not. Where it's just like, that's a, Winslow is not, but we're that's acting a, like a, it is. That's a different that's view for Hastings. That's not Hastings. <laughs> um, I know we got to wrap this up. I know. No, that's fine. No, no spoilers at all um, for you. Uh, but I will say that when I was watching it, my lack of talking to you about their relationship was more just because I think it's so well done. Um, I, I think that moment when they are dancing together at the very, uh, the, the, towards the end, right before we get the last flashback, there is so much fire between yes. them. It is, I mean, it is pretty much the hottest thing I, I've seen on TV without actual sexual hotness happening. Yes. They, they do that beautiful close-up of his beat up hand because he beat up Lord Burbrook. Yep. Beat him up. But they do that beautiful close up of his his like me- you know messed up uh fist. And he from said that on her beautiful like milky skin and then they're just gliding around to in my blood. I mean I know. One in my, in my blood played and I was like great. Because I will say the first half of it, I was like, what is the song that's playing? And it wasn't anything yet. It was just no, it wasn't. It song. actually, it, so you don't, do you watch it with um... subtitles? Yeah. So, okay. Because I was like, this is just a regular. It just said classical music. Play. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, I was like, are you not going to let me know? But didn't it sound, it, to me, it sounded a little bit more modern. Well, and I, so I, I was wondering I if maybe written. our subtitler didn't know what song it was. <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, man. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Classical music plays. It's some Bruno know. Mars song. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, oh, I do want to point out a great line that was said by the Duke was, uh, you do not deserve to breathe the same breath. Uh, you do not deserve to breathe the same air as her. Oh. 
But this to me is what the show is doing really well. And it's what you were talking about. Their relationship is not shoved in our face. No. I think if it was shoved in our face, one, if I was a teenager, I would be fangirling. And I, and I get that. But I also, as an adult, would probably be like, okay, cool. We get it. But it's not jumping the shark on this relationship. No. And that's really a hard thing to do. I think you're really going to enjoy this. I love it. I I have got to tell you guys, I I watched the first episode and I liked it. But for some reason, I didn't want to start the second. I was just like, I need to be in the mindset. But after watching the second, I was like, I don't need to be in the mindset. This is great. This is great it's TV. Just, it's, it's just because the second episode opened so hard. And it's just because it's a period piece. And I have to get out of the mindset of it's a period piece. Because, and you're bored by a period piece. Yeah, I, I said it last week. It has just enough fluff to float on by and it has just enough content to be like, I'm watching something, but you were saying something, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was saying. Oh, wow. Are you done talking about Bridgerton this week? No, I'm here. Oh. What? what? I mean, I'm, I'm looking through. I don't oh. have much more to say. I mean, I- I got one more thing I to sh- say. Okay. Daphne can call him Simon and I'm swooning. Uh, watching that's what, I, that's what I wrote. This man fall in love with Daphne is great. Is like watching a man fall in love with you. Like what in the freaking world? It's really How great. How did they do that? I'm not Daphne. You're not Daphne, but for some reason it gives you those feels, you know? You know, bring up Daphne. Daphne's character is interesting to me because I don't feel like there's a lot there. But I think that's everything she's supposed to be. That's that's why I wanted to say I'm not mad at it, but I don't look at this character and go why is she not have more depth? No, I think it's it's her upbringing. It's the world she's in. Her depth is the world that she's in. She, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say upbringing. I think it's the world that yeah. she's in. And that scene between her... And, and Eloise? Her, well, that one, but I'm going off of the Violet oh. one. When she's like, oh. you know, I want to have what you and dad had. and Yeah, and she's like, well, you'll have kids and that'll make you happy. And I was just like, but yes the scene with she and Eloise when they're talking about her mom and they were like you know I heard those sounds and I just yeah I'm correct right they're talking about childbirth right yeah 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 yeah. for some reason which I want to point out none of no one knows no one knows well nobody knows how a baby is made it's cake did you not know that it's cake What a which, great which Penelope's little face when she says cake, cake. Please tell me we get more of this character because I do like her. I just don't have much to say about her because there's not a lot, except for the fact that her mother is also one of my favorite characters because She's, her mom yeah. says some of the funniest things. I think I put something in here. Give me one second. Did I write anything? It wasn't a big Lady Featherton episode, in my opinion. No, but she said something, and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, was it within the gossip scene? No, it was earlier on in the episode. Uh, let me look. 
A lady does not play. Oh, right. She's like, can I go play with Emily? A lady does not, not play. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, can may I may I go promenade for suitors? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, go on. Uh, go on. Uh, I'll say I it. Loved... What? What? No, no go. You. No, I've talked enough. Go. I I love Eloise's whole thing. Like, I love that she hates the world that she's she's in. I love that she has this desire for so much more. I love that nobody is really coming down on her that hard. Yep. That was something that I, I really noticed in this last one. Like, I think that there is a, I feel like there's a, what's the word? A, a temptation. I feel like there's a temptation to look at Lady Eloise um, and, or, or at Eloise and be like negative towards her and yep. like make, make like in the writing, like make her mom come down towards her and make Daphne, you know, like all of that. But they do this beautiful job of just like being like, oh, that's just Eloise. Yeah. And like Eloise is going to do what Eloise is going to do. It, it actually reminds me of going to bring up another television show and you're going to be like, really, this is the show you're bringing up. But it reminds me of Bob's Burgers, not just because Louise's name is Louise, but in Bob's Burgers, Louise is the youngest uh, belt character and she has these cute little bunny ears but nobody ever talks about them nobody talks about the fact that she's constantly wearing bunny ears nobody talks about the fact that she's like the weirdest kid in the world and that is what I love about her I love that Eloise and also Louise are able to just be weird and they're able to be against their time and and she's the the actress playing Eloise is killing it like so good and they do a really good job costuming and um makeup wise of like letting her like continue to be a child you know like she's got those cute little ringlets and all that kind of stuff anyway well i mean i will say like so claudia jesse who who plays eloise Mm -hmm. she's like i want to look beautiful well she's gorgeous for one but she's like in her late 20s what i know is she like elaine she's like elaine because like keiko agana was like mm-hmm. she was older she was almost uh, she, wasn't she almost as old as Lorelai? she's my age in the first season she's 28 right. years old or maybe 26 who knows Whatever. right so she's more along the lines of like jess yeah or uh, sorry milo all ranting aside everyone ah. i know right um right oh ranting and joking aside everyone thank you guys so much for joining us today not only do we talk to each other about tv shows but we talk to other people about it as well and since this first season is called the stars hollow gazette it's all about gilmore girls even though like the first half of it we were talking about bridgerton but like we told you in the title like we got the show and the other so like don't beef and we have a great friend joining us today her name is Kaylin Cantor and she is like 
She's really special because basically she is studying to become a journalist. So she's like, Rory Gilmore is not it when it comes to this. And so super duper excited as we dive deep into this topic of did Rory Gilmore have it? So please help us in welcoming Kaylin. Sorry, I'm just trying to put my thing up so that she can see my freaking face. Hello, can you hear me? I can totally hear you. You have, oh my gosh, you have a Yeti like me. Oh, or no, is I'm this. <laughs> You're like, you no, no, no. Yeah, I could not, I could not get a microphone, so my boss lent it to me. Thank God. Oh my God. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, the, I'm honored that you were like, I'm going to get a microphone. I'm actually going to speak for my phone and put like headphones in, digging in. Uh, Oh, I totally dug at you. I totally dug at you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ouch, dude. So, Kayla, how have you been? Or am I? So good. So, fill me in on, like, everything with you in this new year of 2021 and everything. Oh so, this year has been, like, focusing on where my career track can't speak today traject can't even say those words but like where my career is gonna go sure I <laughs> love it <laughs> you know what I mean so basically it was just kind of like 2021 came and I was like this is it like if I want to do everything I want to do like it is absolute go time so that's pretty much what I've been doing is working like a crazy maniac working extra hours and just putting in like as much work as I possibly can which sounds crazy, but so that's awesome. What's the decision been? So right now it's just kind of getting all my ducks in a row, like just preparing, like it's called a demo reel, which is like a visual of what your resume is, like your best work, your best stories, your best. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to like get done just so I can send that out and start potentially, hopefully being a reporter. I'm so excited. That's so awesome. I'm so excited for this episode because when you reached out to me and you were like, hey, like, I am studying to become a journalist and reporter. And like, (laughs) I really want to talk about how the storyline for Rory Gilmore is like, she's not good at what she does. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't even want to be mean because like, listen, I love Rory, but holy cow, do I want to like watching the show back? I was like, can I slap her? (laughs) Like, I just kind of want to pull, like, something my mom and my grandmas would do, which is, like, getting the sandal and, like, whacking you aside the head and just yes. telling you get your gears going. Because I don't, I was watching it back and I remember, like, when I was younger and watching it before I actually got to, like, my job and working where I work now, I was like, how dare anybody say Rory's not good? Like, Rory's fantastic. And now I'm like... oh my god like no so I have to ask were you inspired to become a journalist from this character or yeah so it was like a combination of things because I always wanted I never really knew what I wanted to do and we kind of figured because I was good at doing hair I was good at doing makeup like we like my parents and I and a lot of people kind of thought that's where she's gonna excel and of course like yeah, your fashion is beyond on point. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I was, I was like binging your your videos earlier, and I was like, 
I texted Benny. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. I can't really hear you, Suzanne. What? No. It's a little low. It's a little low. It's because my head, my my microphone fell over. Oh. Is that better? Oh, yeah. it's much Sorry. better. My goodness. Um, Would you say all that again, Suzanne? Uh, yes, I was, I was binging your videos. Your fashion is so on point. Uh, so on I texted point. Benny and I was like, it's a safe, it's a shame. She's such an uggo. Like, <laughs> holy crap. You're gorgeous. Like people you're losing out by not being able to see this girl in, uh, on our video. Like what in the world you really are i know like i saw you like i've seen you in videos i'm like wow hi kayla you're just anyway thank you anyway we'll stop gushing about how beautiful you are um this reporter (laughs) he's like i didn't look i'm sure she's very smart too but she's very pretty okay there's nothing wrong with her being pretty anyway you can Oh, you keep feeding my ego that's already big. <laughs> you don't need to keep adding to it. Oh my gosh. So Leo rising in me. So you were going into how you uh Yeah, sorry about that. Just <laughs> rude. Okay. Yeah, so kind of it was really like and I like it was something that we all kind of thought like when I was graduating high school, all this stuff, it was like you know, she could do really well in that industry. And that's kind of where my mindset was a little bit, but I knew I wanted to go to college. I was just so like, eh. and shout out to my uncle, because honestly, the only reason I really got here was that he was like, you need to get your associates at least. Wow. And then that's kind of like, my parents really wanted me to go to college, but they kind of figured if I did like this industry, like it wouldn't be a bad thing. Mm. Like they never put the emphasis on like, this is bad. Like, I could probably be a great like businesswoman and do that, but like, I don't know. So my uncle was really like, you need to at least get your associate's degree. And then wow. what started like everything else. So I started watching Gilmore Girls, I think like 18, like 19, like from the beginning. Cause I never really saw like the episodes cause I was so young. And how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking. 24. Oh, wow. 24. So- Okay. So I was little. I think it came out in 2000. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I was barely five years old. So I like, I have no clue. Love. Suzanne's like, I feel gross. Uh, I don't feel gross. I feel perfectly wonderful. The smile on your face was like, love it. You were five years old in 2000 and I was almost graduating okay. high school. That's not actually what was happening in my <laughs> brain at all. Uh, I expected it to, but in the moment I was just like, oh, that's awesome. So, but I love that you were just, like, I expected it. So like, you're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong, but I expected it didn't to feel happen. super bitter in regards to a young person, but it didn't happen. So good on you. Um, so I guess going into it, I'm really interested. What is it about, you know, studying journalism? What do you feel that Gilmore Girls got right and that it kind of got wrong? Because for me and Suzanne, I've always just, I hate to be this one, but I've always been like, this is journalism. This is how it should be, blah, blah, blah. And then like hearing from you and you're like, this is bullshit. This is, this is not. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear about this as well. Yeah. Um, I won't go so far as Benny as to say like this. I this is because I mean I also watched Newsroom. Oh and yeah, some so other lame. shows. You know I haven't seen Newsroom. It's so good. 
I have to. Somebody, I think somebody at my work told me to watch it because I was watching Gilmore Girls. I was obsessed. Like I am obsessed with the morning show, like on Apple TV. That's like I heard it's so good. I haven't seen it yet, but I have heard it's very good. You're gonna like it. I mean, okay. It's like if you are like a journalist, you're a reporter, you're in this kind of industry, like it's crazy. Like you're like oh my god and then you're thinking of like all the people that it reminds you of you're like this person reminds me of this person and da, 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 da. and like obviously it's very like dramatized sure yeah but, I mean it is insanely good not just the actors themselves like individually they're great but then that show just you put them all together I can't even, there are like no words to describe what the show is. I very I'm, much want to see it. I was glad to see Jennifer Aniston in a dramatic role that didn't involve her just like not wearing makeup and giving her a Golden Globe nomination. So. <laughs> no shade there. Uh, shade there. <laughs> shade there. Anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell, I'd, I'd love to hear like, yeah, what you see that they got right and what they got wrong. So from what, your, what they yeah. got right was definitely like how fast paced everything is it's quick everybody's kind of harsh like her first day was exactly what like a first day I think would kind of go for anybody like she's kind of unsure of herself like she's not really sure what she's doing because that that was very much my first day here like at my job as well um so like a lot of that they got right like just the environment especially her being told that she was not good enough. That's, that happens a lot. And listen, like that was saying it nicely. That was being polite. <laughs> hey, dad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad just came in to give me some stuff. No worries at all. Yeah. So- skip down. Sorry, my cat. <laughs> Oh, I have a cat too. (laughs) I understand the struggle all the time. But yeah, like them telling her that she wasn't good enough, like that was saying it very nicely. Because sometimes it hasn't really happened to me, but I feel like I've built up like a tough skin when it comes to like work where somebody's like, you suck. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go home and cry about it later. But like, in person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are days where, like, you completely F up. Sorry, like, I don't really want to curse, but... You oh, you're fine. F we'll up. get our E another way. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, no, no worries. No worries at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so mess up big time, and you could get fired for, like... Yeah. I remember one guy, he got fired, but, like, it was a built-up of so many things. Like, they just kept trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he played a video backwards, and it got aired. That was the final straw. And then I remember everybody in my department, because he was in my department, everybody was like, how do you play the video? I, that was the one thing that I couldn't figure out. Yikes. Yeah. I was like, how did you even manage to figure out how to play it backwards? Wow. It's such... You know a lot of stuff. Like, he was clueless. Yeah. Like, all the time. I remember he would text me, like, how do you do this? How do you do this? And I'm like, you've been working here for almost six months, and you still don't know how to do, like... You press C and that cuts the video. Like you oh, still dear. cut the video, and he played it backwards, and oh. everybody was like, "What?" Uh, 
seems like it's such high stakes. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like reporting, um, especially especially in, in your situation, which which sounds like it's more um, like news oriented or video, you know, they, there's like, you know, she's doing more like writing and newspaper and, and stuff yeah, like that. But a big difference, but there's like a lot of similarities where it's extremely fast paced. You are trying to do your best work and it's a similar concept. Like you are going to get told this isn't good. This is not good enough. You can do better. And sometimes it depends on who's delivering it. It depends how their day is going because they can either tell you you suck or you you can do better Mm. kind of depends on the person am i weird though you know i understand i don't have a a pull in this world i get it but she's 20 years old this is always what's gotten to me is if someone told me I feel like my microphone's really loud, but this it's fine. It sounds fine over here. If yeah. someone told me at the age of 20, hey, you're not that good of an actor like you think you are, I, I think you'd be a really good person in the ensemble and maybe like go to some dance classes. But as far as you being a star, being a lead, I I don't think that you have it. That would crush me to the to the ground. That oh, would no. crush me to the ground. No, you're yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're absolutely right to feel that way. I think everybody is. That would crush anybody. Like you can be a really tough person and you take criticism really well. That isn't to say that's not going to hurt your feelings. You might not show it to other people or like whoever told you that, but like you are absolutely right to feel the way you feel. Like she had every right to be pissed off. Do I think she should have stolen a boat? No. No. And, and yeah. No. Her shoes, like, I remember I had a high school teacher that told me I wasn't going to amount to anything. I had two that told me I wasn't going to amount to anything. Ugh. And I was like. And they're certified. Sorry, I'm bitter. Anyway. <laughs> bitter too, obviously. <laughs> bitter. I up, but I remember they told me that and it was like, you can either let this destroy you and you can change your entire path. Or if this is something you really want to do, you kick it into gear and you tell them, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. That's right. Yeah. Watch me. And Listen, sometimes you need somebody to put you down a little bit to kind of like kick you into your higher gears. Like you think five is the maximum and that's as far as you're pushing it. No, you got to push it to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, I totally agree with that. And I will say, as I look back on my, on my own stuff, um, you know, no, we don't have somebody in our industry flat out saying, Hey kid, you don't got it, but we have rejection in I would say much harsher ways and we don't steal boats and we (laughs) don't blow up our blow up our entire lives um like we have in a lot of ways we have very quiet rejection (laughs) that is super painful you know like going to audition after audition after audition and then being like oh man that was so great and then reading the cast list and it's like but we don't want you. But wait, <laughs> but wait. Okay, I, I want to counter on this. So much. Do you? I want to counter on this. You're telling me at the age of 20, if Meryl Streep said okay. to you, this is Meryl Streep, okay? And Mitchum Huntsberger is kind of essentially that Meryl Streep in the sense of the Yale. No. In the sense of Yale, not in the sense of the no. world. No. I think no. in the sense of like, 
Mitchum Huntsberger, was he a writer? Because I thought he just was. So me going back into the show, he was a writer. He wrote for several of the papers, but his family owned, like has that dynasty. Exactly. So he was yeah. in the like writing realm, getting the hang of it. And then he moved up because he wanted to continue that legacy. Right. So it's less like a Meryl Streep and it's more like, uh, let's go with a Shonda Rhimes. Fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. Okay. So Shonda Rhimes says to you, hey, I've really, it's been nice seeing you and your work, but I have to tell you, acting is not for you. It would at the age of 20 years old, you're not no. telling me that you wouldn't do something drastic. 20 years old, Suzanne. 20. Hey, do you remember what was going on when I was around 20 years old? Oh man. Thanks. Oh man. Um, I I I only went to one year in school. Um, it was very uh I was a drama major it was very very tough and I was having a very 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 tough time um and I mean so I take it home. there I'm yeah, sorry but I'm just saying I moved home that's so I didn't steal a boat but I did leave school and and move home because the re the quiet rejection that sure. I was feeling was devastating like it was it was so so hard and I'm I'm saying I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think it's steal a boat worthy. I just don't. I don't think it, it, yes, I did quit school. So that's bad. But like, I also wasn't Rory Gilmore. Like I wasn't like obsessed with going to school or, sure. no, or sure. anything like that. Like if I could have just gotten into a conservatory for, for acting, it would have been a completely different story, but I didn't try to. So anyway, let's not talk about my failures. <laughs> no, I was just more going into. Like, oh shoot, this got sad. No, I'm just more going into. I just feel like yes, the boat thing, sure, but I think that if she had done something drastic, this is something she's been working towards since she was four years old. No, Even yeah. if she did suck at it, that's devastating at such a young age. No, you don't. Sorry, you go ahead. No, it's okay. Like it's, of course, it's going to be devastating and you do something a little drastic, but I don't think it's steal a boat worthy. I think it's like kind of how Suzanne said where she was like, I'm going to move home. Like, you know, and you kind of change gears a little bit because obviously I don't think what helps Rory's case is the fact that like she has always had like the sort of privilege of everybody telling her kind of blowing smoke of her butt where she's perfect and she's True. fantastic and phenomenal and like nobody's ever given her like a hard truth mm -hmm. you know what I mean like everybody's just kind of told her this is this is great like remember she wrote that paper on the concrete or yeah. the pavement or, or the parking lot repayment yeah. like that and they were like this is the best piece of work <laughs> we've ever had and I'm kind of like man I remember I had some story like that and it was barely three sentences long I didn't get anything like hardcore like that you're a terrible writer or anything like that like when I was in college but I definitely did not feel like that was my best piece of work and I tried but everybody kind of always told Rory like she was like she just can't fail mm -hmm. and I think when she got that kind of hard truth from Mitchum it just 
it set her off because like her entire life she's been the smart one she's been mm-hmm. the one who got into Chilton she's been the one that got into Yale and Harvard and all these other schools and she's been the one that has nailed every exam and has nailed everything she's essentially been built up to be like this perfect person and nobody's ever told her otherwise yeah so like I can only imagine how she feels like I don't think that's helpful and I mean I'm kind of grateful for my parents now because they've never not told me like you know they've they've never not told me a hard truth yeah like do they love me of course do they want to hurt my feelings no but they've told me hard truths that I'm grateful for now because now that I look back I'm like man if I had grown up the way Rory did I would have reacted the same exact way yeah I think I think you really hit on something with you know she has so much she has so much privilege and and the writers are really really trying to push on us I love me Amy Sherman Palladino. I love Daniel Palladino. I'm not going against them, but, no. I, but they are pushing that she is perfect. I mean, to the point that she decides to quit Yale. She steals the boat. She decides to quit Yale. She moves him back in with her, or she moves in with her grandparents. And now suddenly she's like the doll of the DAR. Like she's doing that perfectly now and she should move on and, and do that. And it's so so unrealistic and it's so frustrating because I feel like what we saw of Rory Gilmore is what the nation, but, but what everybody else thinks when they see a millennial. Yeah. And it makes me so mad. (laughs) And I think the revival really hit that on the head too, if you think about it, because that's a, that's a struggle now a lot of millennials are dealing with. Yes. Like, yeah. And I think I'm like, I'm a millennial, but like, I'm at the end of like the millennial. I think 96 is the cutoff. Yeah. So like, yeah. I haven't gotten to that point, but oh my God, am I terrified? If that's, yeah. <laughs> if that's my, my future, I am terrified. No, I look, it's, it, and it's that thing you know, the writers are almost like Rory Gilmore's parents, you know what I mean? And like, they're telling her like, you can do everything, like they're writing her, like you can do everything perfectly. You are beautiful. You are this, you are that. And then she goes out into the real world and she's like, she gets oh no, I am not those things. <laughs> I'm good. But, ooh, Benny, you just look like you disagree with literally every word I say. Well, one, you're touching your microphone. It's driving me berserk. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just kidding. I didn't I'm hear kidding. it. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like everyone gets, because believe me, I don't like Rory for reasons that aren't her career. I don't like her on the way that she treats people and relationships and all that. But this kid has had smoke blown up her ass her entire life. To me, the fault should be the people that have been around her for not preparing her that she is not going to be hot shit for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not. Oh, now we can't hear her. Oh, I'm sorry. I think. Oh, I thought we couldn't hear you. Oh, never mind. Oh. Sorry. No, I just agreed. I was like 1000%. It's on. Yeah. It's on Richard, it's on Emily, it's on Lorelai and everybody in Stars Hollow because if you look at it, every like Rory was like the queen of Stars Hollow. Like Rory was the golden child, did not yep. do anything wrong. And like that I never really disliked Rory as much as I did until I started listening to the podcast. <laughs> like it no, I mean in the Wow. <laughs> you're like, you're right. I was like I mean, I had watched this, like the series going 
like over again and I'm like man there's something off about Rory that like it just doesn't sit well with me anymore and then I couldn't I couldn't like hit the nail on the head I don't know what it was until I started like listening to your podcast and like hearing everybody else's like little like snippets and inputs and I'm like oh my god <laughs> what it is yeah and I, I, I'm I don't know which one it was, um, but when she, uh, one of the guests that we had on was talking about um, how people, so many other people are able to persevere, like when they hit some type of a, Kai. no, 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 it was way before Kai. It was, remember it was, um, I think it was Rachel. Was it Rachel? Was she, Australia. Yes. Yes. It was yeah. Rachel. And she brought up this amazing point and I was like, oh my goodness, you're right. Because like everybody has things that come against them and they still like persevere and then she doesn't persevere and, and until much later but can I ask a question within this please I hear that you're saying that we can't blame Rory for all of that but when can we and the reason I'm saying when can we is because at some point she is an adult and there is a point in our lives where we, we look at the things that adults have done in our lives and we look at our future and we go, okay, what are we going, which way are we going to go? Or how are we going to meld these things? It's a great freaking question. I think that you blame her in the revival. I blame her in the revival. But like at the same time, obviously like it's not all Rory's fault because that's how she grew up. But at the same time, you are not only like a product of how you grew up, but like you are a product of how you choose to react. Yes. So listen, we can give her a pass as a teenager before she turns 18. We can we can give her a pass on that because like you're still growing as a child, teenager into adulthood, right? But yeah. the minute she turns 18, she goes to Yale, she makes those decisions, she sleeps with Dean, all these things. It's like, okay, you're an adult now. Like you legally can vote. You legally have a license you can do all these things as an adult like you are now supposed to be held accountable as an adult yeah like, i agree i i'm with kaylin sorry benny it's okay i uh... yeah it's just... mitchum huntsberger and what he did to her as 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 uh I really have, like, it's such a i can't remember his name mitchum oh, no not mitchum um oh my gosh who are you talking oh my about? goodness uh the the grandfather richard <laughs> richard bless you i know that richard says he destroyed that girl and i will say he didn't destroy that girl you guys destroyed that girl no that but that's what i'm getting at that's what i'm getting oh. at is it's oh. her upbringing to me now mitchum i still think he's a dick ass about it i do i i, I do it's just, no, you have one, it, he is. It's just, it's the truth. Like, listen, some people need to be told the truth. And this is the one thing my family has instilled with me because sometimes I say the truth and it'll hurt your feelings. And I'm just kind of like, my cousin does the same thing. We're just kind of like, da 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 da. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, sorry, no, I had to. <laughs> she's more like, she's more like, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, what did I say that hurt your feelings so bad sometimes? I'm like, I don't think what I said was meant to like hurt you and it, it it escapes me sometimes but like the one thing my family has always like told me it's like okay you can tell people the truth but you have to say it in a way that they'll take it well and like sometimes <laughs> people just don't take the truth well 
Yeah, you speak the truth with love. You speak the truth with love. And I don't think anything that Mitchum did was to hurt Rory as much as everybody thinks it is. I don't think that was the case. I don't think he was out to hurt her. I don't think he was out to like ruin her life, ruin her career. Like, I don't think he had a malicious bone in his body towards that girl. I think she made it that way. If I, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I think no. like, they ended up kind of building that animosity. Mm-hmm. Well, like he told her the truth and it was a hard truth and she did not take it that well. And that's actually a question I want to ask yeah. between both of us all, or all three of us. Wow. I'm out of it now. Okay. No, no, no. I, I'm, oh my gosh. I'm kidding. Okay. Gosh is a bad word. Ben. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, Harriet. Harriet, don't listen to this episode. Okay. okay. Once and for all, each of us, do we believe that Mitchum told Rory the truth? Was that true? 1000%. 1000, 1 million times of million times of infinity percent. I agree. I mean, the truth. Here's the thing. I don't know the world. So like when I watched it. That gum it. What? Sorry. Yeah, we got like 10 minutes left. Oh, um, no. But we can still well, go back in and do like. We've got 10 minutes for 40 minutes. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So my thing is this. I don't know the world. When I watched the show and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's a bully. This and this and this. I, no, I thought the same thing too, but I didn't know this this world like I know it now. Yeah, sure. Right. I can't really answer it if I think he's right or wrong. Like, I, I don't know. I don't mean be boring. I don't, think I, don't she's, know. I don't think she's hard enough. There you go. I don't think she's hard enough. And you even see that when she goes after the new, she goes after the other job. Uh, after she pages of notes <laughs> what'd you say i have eight pages of notes yes oh wow like, well, we need we need to hear some of those um but but when even when she goes after the other job you know when she's coming away from the dar yeah she follows the guy around or whatever yeah. even then even though she's persistent good job she's like I don't know. She's like a your girl Friday. She's not hard enough. She doesn't have enough grit to her to actually, I think, do a good job with it. Paris, in my opinion, even though she's crazy, she's been crazy privileged. She has grit. Well, Paris also is not crazy privileged. She literally got denied the dream school. I know that. But I'm saying she, but she has hardness like even even when when they were doing um the chilton chilton's paper which i can't remember name remember he was what i think grit is an understatement when you're talking about paris she was of course like she's ruthless in the best way though yeah oh yeah and and i feel like rory doesn't have that and and maybe this is going to be super controversial and i don't know everybody just kick me out of the room but she seemed very suited to uh, planning DAR parties. And I actually very much agree. No, I agree too. I yeah. Right. But I do want to say, oh, sorry, Kaylin. No, no, yeah. no. Right. No, you guys go. <laughs> you know, he, he says, uh, oh, you would make a great assistant. And like, I thought that was <laughs> the rudest thing. And don't get me wrong. It's still kind of rude. 
but like he's not wrong because she's so well organized mm-hmm. structured she would make a great assistant and I don't think he meant it as like you know a, like a jab at her I think he meant it more as a compliment however it did not come off as a compliment and I think we can all kind of agree and like even though he's not wrong we're like eh, that's, that's a little hard there you know yeah I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I just feel like when I was 21 years old, I felt like I was a baby. Looking back on it, I'm like, I was a baby. I'm. You feel I, that way now, but in the midst of being 21, you don't feel like you're a baby. I mean, fair. I just. What you're doing. I don't know. I mean, look at, look at it this way. And, and I, this is no offense to you, Kaylin, but when I look at back at myself at 24, which is, I don't know, over 10 years ago. I don't know how many years over apparently. 13. Damn. You can't, you can't catch nuance. You can't just like. You literally told the viewers, to you told the viewers last episode how old you were. Don't even. I know, whatever. All right. Yeah. Anyway, but I look at myself then and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm such a, ba-. like, I'm just such a baby. Like, and so, yes, you look at yourself then, but at 24, I wasn't a baby. I was getting ready to get married and do all these other things, you know, like, yeah. so, so I think that, a, I think at her age and what she was doing, we have to put some of the blame on her for yes. how she took it. It's like how I told you, she, the minute she graduated college, graduated college, the minute she graduated high school, she was not a baby anymore. The minute she turned 18, she was no longer a baby. She was legally, again, allowed to vote and do a million other adult things. At some point, you have to take responsibility and acknowledge that part of it's like your fault. Again, like, is it all her fault? No. But at the same time, just because you were raised a certain way doesn't mean you have to act a certain way. But my issue is, and I agree, but my issue is, and I understand fictional characters, whatever, but I'm still going to go off about it. There was no accountability taken from Emily Richard and Lorelai. Like none. Yeah. Like no. none. Never. Zero. There mm-hmm. was Lorelai going to Luke and being like, she's supposed to have everything to me. That was the plan. And I was like, why aren't you saying, you know, I pushed her into this. Like the reason why she's quitting school is because she was just told she doesn't have it. Because- do you want to know why? Because their parents told them that they had to work hard and they were not going to achieve anything. And so they took a hard left and they decided to tell their kids that anything they put their mind to, anything that they did, they could be a reporter. They could be a person who rides on unicycles, whatever they thought in their head or saw their kid do, they saw their kid paint, like draw a picture. And they were like, you are the greatest painter that's ever lived. And the reason why is because their parents didn't do that for them. Mm-hmm. So in their mind, what they see is this is the right way. This is the right way that I should handle my kid Sure. because I felt so much pain with the way that my parent, you know, in that situation that my parents handled me. But we as millennials, because we are in that, that age range, we appreciate the massive amount of uh, encouragement and, and you can do anything that we got, but 
we are currently sitting in, in the real world and we're like, oh man, I wish somebody just would have told me the truth. You're gonna, it's gonna be bad no matter what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always how you deliver it. Yeah. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be, yeah. No matter, no matter what, because we are raised differently than our parents were raised and our parents are raised differently than their parents were raised. And every single time the kid's going to look back and figure out, and the kids in this case are us. It's a better way we're yeah. going to look to raise our kids. Exactly. We're going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to make sure that I encourage my, my child the way that I, that I was encouraged because I think that was really helpful, but I'm also going to be realistic. And I'm also, blah, 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 blah. And then grandparents are a whole nother thing that oh I can't even understand. But in regards to Lorelai, I think that's what's happening. And so I believe that Lorelai did not feel that she was wrong. I guess the issue on that is when Rory says, you know, I'm not going back to Yale next year. She says that and Lorelai is shocked, of course. Mm-hmm. But then the decision is, I can't believe I'm saying this. Lorelai is not real. Anyone who's listening, but it's okay. We are. I know it just really upsets issue. me. And I, I don't even know why it's upset me this much. Cause it what didn't upset me when I watched the episode. Um, Lorelai says, you know, all this stuff and is like, go to college. Then you need to stay in college, figure right. out what it is that you want to do. And Rory is like, that's not what Yale's for. And she's like, that's what college is for. To me, there doesn't seem to be any understanding that this kid's dream has been pulled out from under them completely. And that Lorelai is not going, you know, what, what's the face? Oh, I thought you had a face of like, I highly disagree. And I was every single single time, but Lorelai is like, there's no understanding of, hey, the thing my kid's been dreaming about since they were like three years old has been now like, I don't know. Am I just an island here? I, I just feel like if my career that I've been working towards was pulled out from under me, I would be a devastated mess, like a mess. No, as like as anybody would be, because I think if somebody told me the same thing, I would feel like somebody with like Mitchum's caliber mm-hmm. I would be like absolutely heartbroken and I'm gonna add that Rory handled that really well because I think that if it was me I probably would have cried mm. <laughs> like, right then, like I would have gotten like you can read my face like you know what like how I'm feeling because it just it reads all over my face I would not be able to handle it as well as she did but what something that kind of drove me nuts was like Lorelai, Richard, Emily, they were all kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, what? And it's, oh my God, it's kind of like, why are you all kind of like thinking you all failed and like all these other things? Like, I don't know, like they, their focus wasn't on Rory in that it moment. It was on them. It was on them. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, no, I agree. I, I, like in any like yeah. how we were talking about how like they didn't take accountability their their focus wasn't on like what did we do wrong that got us here it was like you know what I mean like they just didn't take accountability their focus was like like I don't know it was on them but not in the way that we were kind of hoping that it would be yep. you know? mm-hmm. so it drove me nuts because they're all kind of like I think if they had that sit down and they had that plan I think that they talked about that Emily was like well you know, I was on Lorelai's side. I don't know if it was Emily, 
Was it Emily? Mm-hmm. Yep. But she was like, well, I was on Lorelai's side where we sat down and we came up with a game plan. I think if they had gone that route, the situation would have been a totally different outcome. Yeah. Wasn't it? I thought it was Richard first that they had the Remember, She sat down with Richard and then, and then Rory talked to Richard. Oh no, she sat down, sat down with both the parents. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. When, they, when Rory told uh, Lorelai, she wasn't going to go back to college. Um, Lorelai, Richard, and Emily all got together. And right. I think Emily was like, team Lorelai. I gotcha. And Richard. Oh. I, like, correct I gotcha. Me. I think like uh, Emily was like, no, we need to come up with a game plan. I think of like Lorelai's plan is a better one because it's going to help her. And I think they, if they mm-hmm. had gone that route, they probably would have been like, you know, we've been telling this girl her entire life that she's perfect and that she can never fail. And then the minute somebody tells her otherwise, and nobody up until that point has told her otherwise, like she was going to crumble. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think if they had had that conversation, they would have been like, this is how we messed up with her, but we can fix it. Because I think that's a fixable issue, you know? Like, it, I don't think it was something that she could have never gotten over. No. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, at least in my opinion, like that go into this, like we get told we, like, we're not good enough, like all the time. Like, I remember, was it me or somebody else? Like somebody got told that they weren't good enough and like now she's a reporter at a a different stage. I mean, sure, no, I mean. Like you get told- If you choose, yeah, if you choose to go into a profession that is highly based off of other people's opinions, like you need a tougher skin. Like you just do. I mean, Benny, would you disagree? I agree, but he wasn't just anybody. That's the difference. That's the I've been told that I'm not good at what I do. And I'm like, you're full of crap. I'm very good at what I do. Thank you very much. What are you doing with your life? But like, this guy is Mitchum Huntsberger. But how different is it than us going to New York City and going to an open call audition and singing our song and being told, Thank you. That's all we need. And then leaving. It's not that different. And what's worse, like within this industry and you're a reporter on TV, people criticize you for like everything. Yeah. Sure. You know, one girl, and I'm not going to name her. I'm not going to even name like the place <laughs> that, but they talk about how they don't like her voice. And it's something she can't change. That's just how her voice is. Right. Yeah. Right, like they'll talk about your physical appearance. I remember it was like on YouTube that this she was an anchor or, or like a weather woman or something. She was pregnant and she got mail calling her fat. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, got, like, listen, there are a lot, like, this is like a very visual industry, too. On top of the fact that you have to be like good looking, I, not you don't have to be good looking, but I think like that helps with your appeal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Put together all the time, like you cannot go without your makeup if you're going to be on TV. But you also have to have like smarts, like street smarts and yep. like smarts. You have to be like on top of your game, like twenty four seven. Yeah, you you have to have tough skin. Mm-hmm. And because and I you. what'd you say? Everybody's gonna go after you. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like what Mitchum did was was useful, honestly. She needs to have tough skin. Nobody has told her. I mean, let me ask because it's been a while since I've rewatched her. 
her article that shut down a production at Yale, was that before or after Mitchum said his thing? It was before, and I'm really glad you brought it up. Okay, so here's, here's what I'm saying. Every single article that she's had has gained some type of insane. Well, I mean, I will say this. I know what you're saying. I'm stopping you real quick, but go back into it. She was pushed into that article. Even though I don't agree with it, she was pushed into it. She had written two previous articles that Doyle like slashed to pieces. And then he was like, just write what you know, go with it. Lorelai said things that were questionable. Rory, and she was like, I'm just gonna have to write what I think because I think this ballet is awful. Okay. The entire episode on that episode. Anyway, please continue. But anyway, all I'm saying is, okay, so yes, Doyle did do a good job of being, I forgot. Doyle did say that she wasn't great. Yeah. At various points. So I will, t- I will take that back. There is somebody who True. said that, but for the most part. But she took that well. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> some of the best advice that I have gotten is when I'm met with professionals. I, I used to live in Manhattan. And when I, when I lived there, there were various times that I, and even when I lived in St. Paul, there are various times that I met with professionals in the industry and they would not tell me, you don't got it kid, but they would say, you are more suited to be maybe the best friend at this Mm. point. Or they would say, you know, this is, this is how you come off to me. And they were not things that I thought about myself, but they were useful as as anything. And I feel like in that situation, when Mitchum says, you don't got it, kid, that's when she goes, okay, why, why did he say I don't got it? Sorry. Why does he say, why did he say that? Did he say that because I actually don't have it? Or do I need to have a tougher skin in this industry in order to got it? I have points on this. Go. Go. So the reason he says she doesn't got it, like there are so many things that I'm looking at when I was watching the show. It's like, she was shadowing him, right? No mm-hmm. one like ask a question to him. I never saw her ask any question that wasn't like, do you want coffee? And like, that's that was a cool point a little bit. Cause it's like, she she wanted to know so much about him. And I, I, I hate Logan. Can I say that? Like, I hate Logan. Like, oh, listeners who are Logan fans. Sorry about it. I don't care if I get hate because I don't like Logan. And my my reasoning for not liking Logan is kind of like biased because I had, I had a, a guy that I was dating that was exactly like Logan. Oh, so you're just like trash. Yeah. And like at the same time, why didn't he want to help her? Like get to know her dad. And like his dad, sorry. Like why didn't he want to help her and like kind of give her like a little insight? Like he was very like wishy-washy. Sure. Like is it because you don't have a good relationship with him or because you don't want to help her? I don't know. But like whatever. So the whole time she's shadowing him, she doesn't ask any questions. She doesn't insert herself. And like, there's this thing where everybody's kind of like, oh, you know, cause you're shadowing somebody. Like you don't want to be involved and, and da, da, da. you don't want to be in the way. And like, I've been there. Yeah. Been there where I'm like, I think we all have. I don't like, I don't know my place. So I don't know if this is right. This is wrong, but that's the thing in, in this kind of industry, you got to go for it. Like you can't listen. If you're not welcome to the meeting, they will tell you. Like, I don't know why she just kind of waited outside the door and she didn't, she just waited there instead of like following in after him. Cause she could have easily followed him af- in after him and he could have just politely said like, 
hey, you know, this is kind of like a, a really private meeting. Like, do you mind? And then she could have just played like dumb. She would have been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I was just following you. Like she could have just easily inserted herself. And then that meeting that he invited to her to sit in mm-hmm. he was throwing her bones left and right. Yeah. He kept looking back to see if she was engaging. And all she did was sit there and smile. Like he threw her the biggest bone to be involved, which was like, oh, we can get like college students. That was like, I understand. Some yeah. people, like, you know, do That's a really good point. Would my input be in here? And he threw her that bone because he wanted her input. Mm-hmm. And she just left it there. Like she was a blind dog. Like she didn't even know that that bone was there. Benny. Yes. What if, what if you were randomly cast as a background actor in a Shondaland production, mm-hmm. okay? And you were cast as a background actor and you just did that, okay? Like you you had an in, you had an in with the producer of the show, okay? And that's mm-hmm. why you got to be a background actor, but you just did that. You didn't try, you didn't try to be more than a background actor. You didn't show any initiative, even though you had things thrown at you. Hey, we need somebody to say, you know, uh, hand me five CCs of blah, blah, blah stat. And you are not the one who was like, oh yeah, we do need someone to say that. What if that was your reaction to the whole, to, to that whole thing? You at no point tried to show that you were a good actor, that you were an actor that deserves to be on the show. And they're like, you know what? We really need, we need a guest star to blah, 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 blah. And again, you just kind of threw it off. Don't you think that the producer that pulled you into the thing would be like, Hey, like I gave you this opportunity, but I don't, I don't think you have it. I mean, that's a really good point. Actually. That's a good point. I, 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 I don't know. I, I get where that one is. That makes perfect sense. Like you're sense a really awesome background actor. That's actually what it would be more like. It'd be like, wow, you are, you're a really good background actor. You don't pull focus. You don't, you know, like we, we can barely see you there. I think that's what you should do instead of um, pursuing acting as, as a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't, this was not a job that she was being paid for. He at least owed her. He wasn't being paid for. It doesn't so? It doesn't I, I just want to go off of this. He at least owed her to me. It's an internship for you to learn. Yes. This mm-hmm. is not something she's being paid for. I want to say it again. I get it. Okay. Not the real world. Whatever. This is an internship. I feel like he owed it to her to give her that and go, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get eaten alive. I don't have a problem with tough love. I have a problem with basically pulling the rug out from under her and not giving her a chance to redeem herself. She didn't even go to step two. She stayed in step one, just like I'm saying, you got hired as a background actor and somebody, here's step one. Somebody says, hey, you know what? We need somebody 
to say, hand me five CCs of blah, blah, blah stat. And you don't even take that bait. You don't even go, I- I'll say it. I know, I know, I know. I- okay, so she don't, so you don't go to step one, right? Okay, step two would be the next the next thing that you you were just talking about, uh, Kaylin, the yeah. the sitting down in in the thing and being like, hey, Rory, what do you think? So step two is like, you know, we really need a guest actor to do X Y Z, and you again, Benjamin, don't take the bait. That's step two. Do you know what step three is? Step three, if you've taken both of those things and you're still the same person that you were in the beginning is the producer says, hey, you got to work harder at this. You've, you've got to be, you've got to be, you've got to be harder. That's what step three is. She didn't take step one. She didn't take step two. So she doesn't get Mitchum to sit down and be like, hey, look, kid, you're a good writer. You're this and you're that, but you need to, you need to harden up. He does kind of tell her when he offers her the internship, because I think he mentions that she has potential. And he does say that she does have potential. Mm -hmm. It's just that she is missing that kind of grit that he, like, you kind of need in this industry. And I don't think he was trying to derail her entire life. But he didn't do it sincerely. No, he did do it sincerely, I think. He didn't. He literally admits, he said, maybe I threw her a bone because I felt really bad about the terrible dinner that she had at my house. And I was trying to do something to alleviate the tension. I, I think okay, so she, like, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. It's sorry. I'm so heated about this. Like you I'm, are. I'm just, it's, it's entertaining, whatever. I just. No, it's fair. Like the one thing that I've noticed is like, everybody hates Mitchum because he, like, you have to understand he was not at this dinner. Right, but everybody hates him because they're like, that's his fault. Yeah. Like the dinner wasn't, he never said those things to Rory. It was his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, right? Or her dad. I don't know. That was his father that said those things to to Rory. He never, he came in and it it was already like, he came in from Hellfire into like the flaming pits of hell. Yeah. Sure. Kind of coming home to dinner and he was like, he wasn't expecting crazy. He was just kind of expecting, I don't know how crazy their house is normally. We don't know, but. But normal crazy. Like, just a normal crazy, normal domestic craziness. Like, can you imagine like you're coming home to your house's din- like to your house for dinner and Suzanne is like purple hair, having a midlife crisis <laughs> and like driving off in a motorcycle and everybody's left there and like you're coming home to like something unusual. He like we all group him into this thing of like he said these things to Rory that she she wasn't good enough for his son. And I don't think that's the case because he never says that at all. No. Fight no. over like Logan. He never says he hates her or he, she, he's doing things to hurt her. He he wants to make Logan better because that's his son and that's a fair thing. You also have to admit Logan is like a child. And I'm not saying this because I hate him. He's <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, you are. You are saying it. Okay, listen. It's like he's 25 or how old is he? 23 or 24 um, when he gets into the accident with his friends. Mm-hmm. He's so old is he? Story. Like he did all these like crazy things that honest to God, I think if I was Mitchum, I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because I think any normal parent, I don't care how much money you have, you don't want your kids to be you know, sorry, but like eating crap as much as Logan does. 
spending money, doing all these crazy things. He's not doing it to hurt Rory by any means. He's doing it to get Logan to shape up because Logan has potential and Logan is essentially wasting it just because he's mad at his family for God knows whatever reason. Um, right. So like back to it, I don't think he did anything with malicious intent to hurt Rory. Do I think yeah. like, can, I don't, I kind of wanted to ask you this question because I didn't know if I could ask questions, but um, no. Yes. Do you guys think he did it? Like he offered her this internship kind of to make peace or because he saw potential? I I mean, both. Um, it's a hard one, I know, but like he, I think both. I think he just did it for peace. I think he knew who the Gilmores were. I think he knew that the Gilmores were going to raise hell about this dinner because Rory was probably going to tell her grandparents and was like, I don't I think wanna... he cared who the Gilmores were. Really? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think like Mitchum is Mitchum's in that world, but like his focus isn't in that world as it is to Shira. Interesting. Two different, like, I think. I think that it's kind of a. uh, How do I put this? I think that some of it was to get her away from Logan. Let me explain. If she had taken this internship and soared then there would be less of a connection to Logan because mm. she would be so connected to her career and to becoming this ace reporter. Now, yes, she still would be under Huntsberger. And so there would be the Logan tie, but it's but she would become too good for Logan. And then when he decides to take Logan away, to run the world basically right because that's yeah 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 when that happens it wouldn't be as much of a tear so i think it was i think he gave her the internship for logan yeah but for logan's future not for not as in like to to appease logan i can see that i can see that so i get it because Logan with all the girls that he had and all this stuff he was I'm still here one second so for me um I say both because truthfully I think like you can give somebody an opportunity like that and like not care but I think when he told her she had potential he read her things correct me again if I'm wrong he read her stuff when he talked to her at Yale yeah like, I think if he was just kind of doing it to make peace, he wouldn't have put that much effort in it. He you know, really like had her shadow him. I forgot that he read her stuff. I, my biggest thing has always been that I was like, yes, I get it. She didn't take bones. I understand that. But he didn't really see what she did. But I forget that he had actually read some of her stuff. Um, that's a really good point that Would I'm sorry guys- my sister wasn't here for. I saw, I heard all that. It was a great point. I do. We do have a question we'd like to ask all of our guests. And that is, would you like to ask it, Suzanne? Because you do it what so What you well. watching this week? What you watching this week? Okay. So I'm watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, nice. And I don't know what it is with these shows with Marvel. I can get into the movies, but the shows are throwing me through a loop. And I think it's just like, not in a bad way. I'm just kind of like, I don't pick it up as quickly as I did with the movies. I'm not well, saying it's bad because it's good, but it's like, it's, I don't know if it's the writing style. I don't know if it's the editing style. I don't know if it's 
maybe just it's a show format versus a movie format yeah and I think that might be what's doing it for me did you watch WandaVision yeah and I was confused my sister would watch it before I did so every time I would watch it I would ask her like explain what's going on yeah it they're they're you're they're using different things and I agree there there's a lot more kind of confusion uh with the television shows as great as they are um but I I totally hear what you're saying it's interesting though I feel like I would be opposite I feel like I tend to gravitate more towards a television show than a movie so that's interesting that you say that Kaylin I would I feel like I'd be able to pinpoint what's going on better that's what I thought too because I like TV I like both like I yeah. don't have the TV format it's just I don't know what it is with the show that I'm not saying I'm not into it I'm just saying I'm more confused sure gotcha. and I think WandaVision's style like obviously that made sense because you're like transported back to like the 60s and 70s yeah like that would make sense but for some reason like Falcon and Winter Soldier I'm like uh he has family like Sam has mm. sister, like what Winter Soldier has more stories of things that he did as, as as like you know brainwash like I don't know what it is that it's like it's just throwing me through a loop I will have to look at it well I've I look forward to, watch to it. watching it my husband and I are supposed to start it very soon Kaylin this was wonderful it really you, was you are fantastic um yeah I just I think you're so great and thank you for all of your awesome takes yeah in regards to uh, where can our listeners follow oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, so it's literally at Kaylin Cantor on TikTok. Okay. And Instagram. Like, I'm just basic. It's just my name. That's not basic at all. No, that's not basic at all. Um, cool. I had a wonderful time with you, Kaylin. Mm-hmm. And best of, you know, I hate saying luck because like, you know, say good luck in the theater, but like best wishes for like your future. Oh, I, I think you have you. such a bright one. All right, sweetie. Bye. Bye. Look, I don't want to like boil things down to like the, I don't know, smallest, but my goodness, is she not beautiful? She's so beautiful. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I was like a jerk. But I just look, you were in a place, you felt things, we didn't agree with things. Tomorrow is another day. I mean, I was right and you guys were wrong. We know that, but well, I think that more what you're trying to say is that we were right and you were wrong. But um, yeah, no, I, get I don't it. remember that part. Um, but you know, uh, friends, this is legit all we have for you today. It's been totes a blast. Um, let us know in the comments one what you thought of this episode and of course past episodes as well as your favorite shows to watch that you want me and Suzanne to cover because you know that we're going to be leaving this Gilmore Girl train and you know that we're going to be leaving this Gilmore Girl train in about nine weeks and going Ooh. into that Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy! Grey's Anatomy! Grey's Anatomy! Remember, tell your friends. Tell everyone about your pod- this podcast. I mean, if you have a podcast, I guess tell them about yours as well. But we're specifically talking about our podcast. So tell all your friends about our podcast. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast and let everybody know how much you love TV Gabe. 
And Benny, what do you want? Do you want a poem? Do you want a song? What do you what do you, what do you want to show for them to show us love? I want an interpretive dance. All right. Benny wants an interpretive dance. So, you know, get on that TikTok, make a TikTok dance all about how much you love our TV Gade podcast. And uh, hashtag us. What's the hashtag, Benny? Hashtag is TV Gade, T-V-G-A-Y-D, and hashtag Gilmore Gay, because that's off my TikTok. G-I-L-M-O-R-E-G-A-Y, all one word, no spaces. Now, if you want to apply to be a guest, all you have to do is go on to your TikTok account, create a video ranting about Grey's Anatomy, because that's what we're going to be covering. And it could be about anything. It could be about the show. It could be about the cast. It could be about Shonda Rhimes. You went to coffee with her and like, you have to talk about it. And by the way, what an amazing moment for you. Yeah, and then please. Hash- if you went to coffee with, Sh- with Shonda Rhimes, please. We'll apply to be you. on the TV Gade podcast. Yeah, like please. And then like we've maybe got like call 22 her. bucks. Yeah. Come uh, on. <laughs> which y'all thank you so much. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Hashtag at TV Gade and hashtag at Gilmore Gay. And of course at me at Gilmore Gay. And who knows? You may be on the podcast, my friend. Mm-hmm. That is it, sister of mine. We ended the episode. Let's rant. What was it I was ranting about that you were like, save it? He was just going to ask you that. Save it for rant. What was it that you were, was it, were you still ranting about Mitchum? Ah, my God. He's 20 years old. That was He's your 20 rant. years old. He's 20 years old. Benny, when what you would you 20? do? Yeah, you know what I, I would have done? I, I, I would have college. made seven screwdrivers and not gone to class for three weeks. And guess what? But I did. Stolen a boat. What? Look, when I get mad, I get southern. Don't don't mock me. Um, would you have stolen a boat? You know, if I had the money and I had the privilege. You had the money to steal a boat? You have to have money to steal a boat? No, Vinny? the money in the sense of like. She grows a. Shut up! Like. It's 